Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to the latest episode of the Jump the Gate podcast. Once again, I am your host, Michael Allen. I am here once again with my brother from another mother, the one and only Zoff Finley. Zoff, talk to him, baby. I'm healthy. I'm happy. Let's do the damn thing. Let's do it. We got a lot to talk about. Another great show coming up. I can feel it in my bones. I can feel it in my bones. This is going to be a good one. So without further ado, let's get it cracking. We got ourselves an NBA champion, folks. The Milwaukee Bucks took care of the Phoenix Suns in six games. Giannis Antetokounmpo, finals MVP, cemented his legend as one of the greatest players of our generation. And all oh. in all, it was a great series. Oh, you, you hold on. I got some I got some pushback. What you got? What you got for me? I didn't mean to cut you off though, but what is our generation exactly? Just so uh, I know. Just so I know. We're the LeBron generation. We're started off with Michael. This is, I guess, the LeBron. Yeah, the LeBron generation, I say. So from like what, 06 back? Yeah, I guess. For all intents and purposes, let's say, I don't know, the 2010s and 2010s and forward. We can, we can play around with this all night, but since, okay. Let's run this back even further. Since we started watching basketball, he's Ooh, one man. of the. That goes real far back, but okay, I'm with it. Okay, so let's I go. Yeah, let's go. Let's to make it easy for the people. Since Zoff and I started watching basketball, which would probably be the mid mid '90s up until now. Yes, Giannis. Giannis is one of the greatest players of our generation. Two MVPs, Defensive Player of the Year, and now NBA champion and Finals MVP. That's Finals a, MVP. Yes, sir. It's important to note. And he did it in a way that I didn't. I didn't think was possible, man. I mean. We saw what happened those first two games. He couldn't hit a free throw for, to save his life. And then all of a sudden, like, he just literally took over the series. And the way he did it was a way, in a way we're not really used to, used to seeing, or we haven't seen in a while. We haven't seen a guy dominate a series without having a jump shot since basically, what, Shaq? It feels like that. Yeah. yeah, and he's a guy, obviously his game is totally different from Shaq, but still some similarities in the sense that he's just going to overpower you. Just go right through you, go around you, whatever it may be, and just go to the basket. And he literally did that the whole series. And then when he put put those free throws together and was hitting those, it was like, oh, it's a wrap for Phoenix, man. Yeah, so, yeah, it was over. So although I was rapping about Phoenix this whole time and I wanted them to win for, for, for I think, were some noble reasons, I'm not a hater, man. I got to give props where props to do. Giannis was the man, and his supporting cast held their own, too. Shout out to Chris Middleton. Shout out to Drew Holiday, putting the clamps on Devin Booker and Chris Paul, wherever they needed them. Shout out to Milwaukee, man. The NBA champs is well-deserved, man. So with that in mind, I got to ask you, off. We got to have this debate. I know it's, it's going to be one that's going to go on for a minute, but is Giannis now the best player in the league? Ooh, man, I got to tell you, I have to tell you, I think so, man. Hot take. I really do. I really think Giannis Antetokounmpo is the best player in the league right now, currently at this moment, and maybe for years to come. You know, it's funny, man. It's funny what winning a championship can do for your perception in, in, the, 
in the world, bro. Because like you said, two weeks ago, we were not this high on Giannis, bro. We we respected him, obviously. You know, one of the great, better players in the league. Top 10, obviously. But it's amazing what winning a championship can do for your reputation. For him, From him going to, you know, really good player, da-da-da-da-da, even though he's already a two-time MVP, to being, okay, this dude is the dude in the league right now. I'm a Miami Heat fan. I don't know what you're talking about. I've been high on Giannis. Been. That's why I was rooting for him to lose so he'd have a reason to leave Milwaukee. <laughs> I was hoping he would have lost this series and we could have got a shot of him going to the tunnel, taking off his jersey. That old yep. taking my talents to South Beach pose. Boy, stop playing. Right. Big Giannis fan over here. Congratulations. No, I ain't hating. Right. No, nah, that wouldn't go. If it, if it didn't happen after last year, it definitely won't go happen after this year because last year was the time for him to leave when Miami beat him. In, in the playoffs last year, but it didn't happen then. It's definitely not going to happen now that he got that ring on him. Well, so so you riding with the bandwagon? Because we gone. You riding with us or what? No, I'm not hopping to no Giannis bandwagon, man. But... So who's the greatest player in the game right now? He could be the best player in the game right now. All right, then. That. There we go. But I'm to not... the bandwagon. I'm not. I'm not gonna be just out here caping for Giannis all and defending Giannis. I'll, I'll give him his props, but I'm still not a a fan. I'm just. Well, not what's holding? Him. What's holding you back? He don't play. He doesn't have on a red and black Miami jersey. That's all. Oh, well, well that's fair. That's fair. Okay. Okay. I'm okay with that then. I love the loyalty. I appreciate it. I know you didn't left left South Florida behind, but as long as your heart's still here, then I can rock with you. You're still my boy. Three oh five till I die, kid. Georgia. Georgia. Now I will say this: Georgia does have better food and better housing. Stop it! And stop it! Stop it! Better housing. Yeah. First thing, but... you guys' houses are only cheaper because they're made of wood. Stop it. Okay. I, and we I, don't have freaking hurricanes to I, blow them down, so of course they're gonna be made of wood. I just had to knock on some for you because I'm worried. Yeah, you had to knock on that concrete you needed for your super expensive house. <laughs> All right, don't let the big bad wolf creep in your neighborhood and blow them wood house down. No, yeah, we'll be stuck. But y'all, y'all eat up all the hurricane winds before it get up to us. Thankfully, so yeah, we, we got can... we got buildings falling down here right now too. It's crazy out here. Yeah, yeah, it's no, crazy yeah. out here. Yeah, y'all got hurricanes and corrupt politicians. Bro. Ooh, was that a y'all you just hit me with? Oh, so y'all. you switch you switch sides then? Oh, I'm full with the y'all. I, I I've adopted the y'all. Oh my gosh, that boy is on the other team. You heard it here first on the Jump the Gate podcast. Michael Allen now claims Georgia. Uh, hey, I, hey, I pay taxes here. My mayor's so you, name. My mayor's name is Keisha for the time being, so I got to do it. So you a SEC fan now, huh? Chill out, chill out, bro. Chill out, bro. What, what are we gonna do this, man? Don't even try to antagonize. We know I'm Miami to the core, man. Hurricanes. Oh, now you root for hurricanes? Wow, look at you all over the place. You know it's off. Yeah, you're Rachel you're, Nichols with the consistency right now. I bet your wife has a has a ball with you at night when you when you do this. <laughs> I can only imagine the eye roll she gives you when you go on your little rants. Like, <laughs> my goodness, this guy. Okay, so I think we can agree and shut this first topic down. Then Giannis is the best player in the league. I'm glad that we didn't have to argue today. That's awesome. Yeah, we'll give it to him. Giannis definitely earned that, man. His performance is honestly one for the ages, man. Like I said, he showed up dominating a 50-burger in the in the clinching game, bro. Like, yeah, that was impressive. Gee, bro, who does that? Not D-Wade. I don't think Jordan ever did that, bro. Yeah, no. I, listen, let me just say this. This is what impresses me about Giannis. He put everything out on the line. He gave you the offense. 
He gave you the defense. He gave you the free throws. He yeah. gave you he gave you the clutchness. That they yeah, were, he it, did. It, it, it was in the in the words of Uncle Shan, virtuoso. There was there was nothing you could have asked more of him. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and I agree. And one thing I'll I'll close out on, and we'll we'll go to our next topic is we got to stop all this narrative about a dude needing a three point shot to be great in this league. We saw it with Giannis, man. If you're good at one or two things, you don't need to add just you don't need to have everything in your game to be considered a great player. Giannis is good at attacking the basket, playing defense. He doesn't have a mid-range yet, which I think I think that will serve him better than a three-point shot. But the narrative about, oh, you need a three-point shot to win in today's game, no, you don't. And Giannis just proved that. Kawhi Leonard proved that a couple years back with his mid-range. He was killing people with the mid-range game. So to say I that you need a three-point shot is, is, is all foolishness to me. I still think he can continue this path of greatness even without a mid-range or a three-point if he can just get that free throw to stay where it was in the finals it's Mm -hmm. over it's over yeah you might be right about that you might be exactly right man just just be good at one or two things and run with it and because like you said they can't stop it when he's doing his thing they can't stop it and then you got a good dude behind you in middleton when he plays well it's a wrap so Shout out to Milwaukee 2021 NBA champ. Shout out to them boys. For real. I can't wait to see what Giannis does next year now that he's going to get all the superstar calls. Yes, indeed. And speaking of superstar calls, we are on to the next. Let's talk. Let's go go down a couple levels to the high school ranks. We don't talk about high school ball much, but we are going to talk about it today because there's some big money on the table. Let's talk about it. The boy Mikey Williams, one of the best high school players in the country right now. Getting recruited by all the schools. Uh, talked about as a potential lottery pick. He made ESPN today because he is set to cash in on some big money. After this name, image, and likeness ruling that went into effect uh, the first week of July. And those for those of you who aren't aware, I'll give you a quick breakdown. Basically, college players are allowed to make endorsement money now. Um, no matter who you are, what, whatever sports you play before, it was basically illegal for college players to get paid. Uh, f- basically, ba- they couldn't capitalize off their athletic success. And now they can, thanks to uh, people fighting it in court and taking it all the way to the Supreme Court. So now we're seeing it trickle down to the high school ranks with our guy Mikey Williams, as I mentioned before. Now, this kid won't be eligible to get drafted until 2024. He hasn't even made a college. He hasn't even picked what college he's going to play for. But yet he he is set to sign a massive deal with a company called Excel Sports Management that is set to generate, and I quote, millions of dollars for this young man. Zolf, is this the future of college basketball? It seems like it's the future of high school basketball. And you know what? You might be right, because if you have a kid like this who is obviously going to be, if he stays on course and, you know, stays out of trouble and all that thing, all of that, it's going to be a millionaire before he even makes it to the league, which is which is mind boggling. It's also kind of frustrating, too, because think of all the kids before him that were maybe bigger high school players and bigger college players that couldn't make bread. We can't look at that. We can't look at what's lost. We can only look to the future. I'm not going to hate on a young man getting a check because somebody else didn't. I ain't even going to stress that at all. I'm proud of the young man. I'm happy for him. And I hope that there's a whole bunch of young black men coming out of this league now. 
Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and let me let me rephrase that. I wasn't hating on my, what Mikey's about to accomplish. I'm saying if this rule would have been implemented sooner, imagine the guys that could have benefited from it during their time. Like, oh yeah, LeBron. Yeah, obviously LeBron was going to be the first one. LeBron, granted, LeBron signed a ninety million dollar deal out of high school, so he was the exception. But imagine a guy that went to college and well, actually, this doesn't apply to LeBron because he went to he didn't go to college. But, okay, Zion. Zion would be a, a case in point. Nike could have gave him that money right out of high school or whoever he signed with. Kyrie, all these dudes that went to college and, and balled out and, and made a name for themselves in the college ranks. They, they, they could have made some serious dough off of this if this rule was in, in play a couple years back. So shout out to Mikey Williams, man. And shout out to, there was another kid, Um, I'm, I'm not sure if you read about him, but Master P's son. He's actually committed to Tennessee State. He he has a, a similar deal in place. I don't think it's as much money as Mikey's getting, but he has a similar um, endorsement deal in place for him to play college basketball. So you're starting to see it, uh, it get pretty serious, man, in the high school and the college ranks. Man, as if being a five-star recruit in high school wasn't enough. Whew. Can you imagine? What kind of high schooler would you have been with a million-dollar endorsement deal and a five-star recruit, recruiter rating? Oh man, you couldn't. Dang man, I hope I will be humble, but at the same time, like, woo, you talk about ego, bro. Man, yeah, I don't know. I hope that's what that's one thing I do hope that as these kids start making this bread, that they and it's gonna be some horror stories, but that these kids stay grounded and have the right people in their circle. Because once that, once those big dollars start coming in, people start throwing big numbers at them, man. People start acting funny, especially when it comes to kids, you're going to start reading about stories about that. The, the, the stepdad doing this and the dad that was never in the picture showing up and all of a sudden trying to get cash in on his bread. So yeah, it's going to be some interesting stories that come out of this, but I hope for, for the kids' sake, that you know, it does work out for them where they can make this money and, and maximize their ability, maximize their earnings off of their talent. So, what would you have done with a million dollar deal in high school? What would I have done with a million high school? If day, it, day after that check drops, um, I feel like Pops would have would have took that money and put it somewhere for me. But if it <laughs> if it was up to me, I definitely would have bought a whip. I probably I'm probably buying. Hmm, what am I buying right now? Never been a Lambo type dude, but I'm buying some type of exotic car that goes stupid fast, bro. Oh, you yeah. went the Justin Bieber route. Okay, I got you. Yeah, I mean, I'm just pulling up to the high school just to flex, bro, because that's what would have been on my mind. Like, I'm buying all the J's that I want. Backs. I'm buying the whip that I want. Definitely taking care of the folks, you know what I'm saying? Buying them something nice, but I'm, com- I'm coming to school clean as a whistle every yeah. single day, bro. Yeah, but this is what I'm saying, man. You're giving me that generic talk. Yes, nice clothes and fancy cars. But I'm saying, what would you have actually, like, what was the item you wanted in high school that you were like, yeah, take it back to the days of the Dicky set. Like, what what did you actually really want in high school, like, car-wise? Like, I think for us, 2008, 2009, it was like Monte Carlos were still popping. Big rims, TVs in the headrest like we come from that era like what would yeah, you yeah 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 what would you in 2008 as a high school senior have done with M's in the bank I mm, now you gotta you making me think what cars were hot back then man or or what you just wanted as, as a high schooler in general um 
Well, I've always been a Beamer fan, so I'm getting an M something, something with an M badge in front of it. Okay, say less. See, now we keeping the G. Yeah, that's yeah, that's it. What about you? Ooh, I'd have got a grill, a mean grill. A grill? That's it. It's not that's it, but I'm just saying that would have been my one stupid purchase. I'd have been little wing shining on them. You how, so how were you gonna do it? You were like, gonna do the full grill? You doing the, the six to the bottom? What we doing here? Even the teeth them in the back, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Diamonds everywhere. Full mouth of grill, huh? Full mouth. What you mean? So I'm you doing it? You flying out to go see Paul Wall to get it, or you you staying local and going to the to the zoos out there what? in the city? Oh nah, if I got bread like that, I'm flying Paul Wall in. What you mean? Ooh, what you mean? We we chilling for the weekend. I'm flexing the grill all through the city because you know I'm I'm the hottest thing in the city. If I just ink that deal, yes sir. Uh, he got he got to come he got to come vibe with me in the south real quick, the real south. That's it, my boy. That's it. So once again, shout out to the boy Mikey Williams, man. We all rooting for the boy to have success. Hopefully, he, like you say, you surround yourself. I hope he, you know what? I hope he does. I hope he takes a page from LeBron's book. Surround himself with the right people that has his best interests at heart, so he can continue to build this. Because imagine, imagine what LeBron's been able to do, where he started out coming to high school, got the ninety million dollar deal from Nike. Now this dude's a billionaire, basically at thirty six. So you imagine this kid, Mikey Williams, already got at least six, seven figures, and he ain't graduated high school yet. If he keep working on his game and developing, this dude can be get there even faster, bro. So I'm rooting for the kid, man. Yeah, shout man. Out to, shout out to all the Michaels out there, too. Great. <laughs> I had to drop that in there. You already know. Did you get a chance to see the new Space Jam? No, I haven't seen it yet. Have you? Uh, so I, yeah, I can't even make the Michael Jordan joke that I want to make now. Oh, man. Can't even make the Michael Jordan joke. Damn, spoiler save, alert. Save it for the next episode. We're going we gonna to talk about that movie once again next episode because, uh, yeah, that's the situation. But let's keep the ball rolling, man. As you know, we're still kind of in the midst of a global pandemic, even though we don't talk about it as much anymore. And it's still affecting our sports, man. And no sport more evident than that than the NFL. Story broke out today um, that the NFL is going hard on these COVID restrictions now. Um, The story came from Yahoo that the NFL will basically fine or will not pay a team. A team will lose its revenue if a game is canceled because of a COVID outbreak. And they're basically holding the teams liable if their players aren't vaccinated during the outbreak. So let's let's to give you an example of how this works. Let's say we have a game last year where uh, you know, several players are testing positive for COVID, they're not vaccinated, and there's so many of them have tested positive or have to quarantine that the game has to be rescheduled. Last year, the guys still would have been paid. This year, that's not happening. So they're going to lose. They The players won't get a game check. The event staff won't get paid. Basically, the team who is responsible for the outbreak loses that bread. So they are really holding these teams accountable if they're, for one, if their players aren't vaccinated, and for two, if they have an outbreak. So, I mean, we talked about it a little bit before. So what are your thoughts on it, man? Oh, man. You know what? It's kind of hard because while I want people to have the the freedom to choose, I'm pro-vaccine. You know what I mean? And and I completely understand the if we can't 
put on a performance as a performer, you can't get paid. That's just the nature of the business. I hate to be that guy, but if I'm rooting for people that are getting million dollar deals, then I also have to understand when, you know, it when the bright lights don't come on and it, the show can't go on, I mean, that's what it is. You can't get paid. I'm sorry. So I kind of I kind of understand the NFL's perspective. I know it's very rare that I'm on the big corporation side or the billionaire side, but I mean, y'all boys got to follow the restrictions, the protocols and get vaccinated. That's, that's really what it is, man. We were all worried about a global pandemic last year and now they got new strands coming out. I mean, at the end of the day, it's for the protection of the public, the protection of your fellow players. Um, You got to do what you got to do. I can't be mad at the, at the NFL for, being so harsh when last year we were saying that they basically had no COVID plan at all. They didn't have any bubble. They didn't have any sort of play the way the NBA had. So I can't be mad at them now for rolling out something. So, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, they are not playing, man. I would hate for this to affect somebody. I'm reading through this article now. Here are some highlights. The team with the outbreak will forfeit the game and will deem to have played 16 games for the purposes of draft. So it counts as a loss. Lose the game, you lose the money, and check this out. Even for the playoffs, if this happens in the playoffs, you got to forfeit the playoff game, and other team will win. It counts as a win if the oh, game wow. can't be risked. So yeah, they they are not playing, boy. They, the NFL is really trying to get this bread back that they lost from last season. Add in the fact that I don't know if you could forget about this, but they added in the seventeenth game this season. So they are really trying Ooh. to recoup all this bread. Yeah, man. I did not know that. Yes, yeah, so a 17-game NFL So what season. did they do, take away a preseason game? or? Yeah, yeah, they took away two preseason games. So now we got two preseason games and then a 17-game regular season. Okay. So, That's cute. So this this is going to be interesting, man. It's it's a lot of variables in place uh, with trying to keep people COVID-free, especially on an NFL team where you got 53 players, you got a team of coaches, you got training staff, so – Imagine if one person, you know, catches it and then the whole team got a quarantine. Oh, my gosh, this could be a nightmare, bro. So then let me ask you this, right? Mm-hmm. Do the people that are under contract get a raise? Uh, what do you mean? I mean, they were contracted to play 16 games. Now they have to play 17. So do they get a raise? Oh, that's a good question. I don't, but because I know, I know damn sure if my job called me, call me and talk about we work on Saturdays now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that right? That is a good question, man. But I don't think so. If you already signed a contract, it's based on the season. I think they will spread that out over a seventeen game season instead of a sixteen game. So if you getting paid a million a year and they split that over sixteen games, now that's being split over seventeen games. Wow, so I'm getting paid less per game too. Oh, that's out of control. Yeah, but I think it's gonna regulate. See why I don't be on the big corporation side too often. I hear you, bro. I hear you, but I think it's gonna regulate. It's gonna balance out when that next round of TV money hits and they raise that salary cap. So these dudes are really gonna cash in. Not this year, but in the years down the line, when they get they recoup all this money they lost from COVID and they get the new round of TV money. So. Because now, think about it, Amazon's in on it, too. Amazon is going to start broadcasting NFL games. So you know that they paid a, a close, well over a billy to get that NFL money, that NFL uh, viewership in there. So, Oh, shit. I got to check my Amazon Prime account and see if that's popping this year. Yeah, I'm trying to tell you, man. Everybody, The NFL is not hurting for dollars, man. They just look for new ways to make it. And 
we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully this COVID stuff don't affect somebody, but I got a feeling somebody's going to get screwed by this. I hope just, I just hope it ain't Tampa Bay. That's all I care about. I love when those rating stats come out and it's like, did you know that the Cleveland versus Washington football team game had more viewers than LeBron in the finals against go? It'd be like the craziest. I'm like, wow, people mm-hmm. love football. Like football is king. Yeah, football is king, man. And that's why they're trying to give you as much football as possible. 17 games. It's all going to be on every single streaming service you can think of. They're trying to maximize that money, my brother. For real. But you know who you know who we are. Who's that? The Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins number one. Anywho, I'm Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins. I wish we were on on Zoom so I could mute you when you sing that. Because all we know is Super Bowl championships over here. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, Who is that? Tom Brady? When you, when you talk about that, are you talking about Tom Brady? I love how Tampa fans are just trying to ride like all of his rings. Like all of a sudden we win championships. No, Tom Brady <laughs> wins championships. And he happened to retire in Florida like every other old white guy. Hey, I'll take it. We are the defending Super Bowl champions. So put some respect on it, sir. The COVID champs. Super Bowl champs. That, Ast- that ring, hey, our, Astrid- rings our, Astrid- rings our rings don't say COVID. They say Super Bowl champs. Ask Pat Mahomes who the Super Bowl champs are. Mm, I heard, thank you. I, I heard your ring is full of diamonds that form an asterisk. Ooh, well, they're still diamonds and they still have rings. They're still on our fingers that nobody else has. So well, well, I'll take it. Anywho, imagine, but imagine a scenario though. The Dolphins are eight and eight, playing that 17 game, fighting for that that wild card spot. And boom, the O line gets COVID. Or one dude on the O-line gets COVID, not a whole O-line got a quarantine, and you can't play without an O-line. Two are already slow. So now you got a forfeit. Two is slow? I know the guy that has a 50-year-old Tom Brady didn't just call my quarterback slow. Yeah, but you can be slow when you got six, seven rings, bro. Oh, that's crazy. See how how you Tampa fans are talking about rings? All of a sudden, you a big Tom Brady fan now, huh? Big time, Tom Brady fan. Boy, ooh, look at him. Hey. Six, seven rings. How many of them were in one in Tampa? One. Hey, well, Tampa has two on our own for one. Ooh, for two. Two rings? How many Dolphins got? You just got enough to be able to say rings. You how just many got the, How many of the Dolphins got? Exactly. I'll let you Google that. Time's up. You don't know it. Anywho. Like I was saying in my scenario, Dolphins 8-8, eight and eight, doggone O-line got a COVID outbreak, and y'all got to cancel the game. You missed the playoffs, and the Jets make it. Dang. Wouldn't that be something, bro? That'd be sick, bro. I hope it don't happen, but I feel like it's going to happen to somebody. And because it, y'all are full of Florida man, it's probably going to happen to the Dolphins. All I know is when Tom Brady comes to play us, we're going to sneeze on his ass. <laughs> <laughs> Tom is vaccinated, probably. I, I don't believe he'll be affected by this. So, <laughs> yeah, he looks like he got a vaccine. He looks like he had it before all of us. Oh yeah, he definitely good, bro. Tom ain't playing that. Trying to win this ring, whatever it takes, baby.
So let's keep it rolling, though. Let's keep it rolling. Let's go down to the college Please. ranks here. <laughs> yes, let's. Let's talk college football. Let's talk college football money, because that's what this is really about. Big news out of the NCAA uh, college football ranks today. Oklahoma and Texas, the big powers in the Big 12 Conference, basically hit up the SEC, a.k.a. Southeastern Conference, and said, hey, y'all got some more room? So these team, two teams are trying to join the SEC. Uh, for what reason? I don't know, but if I had to speculate it, it ain't. It's simply about them dollars. For me, oh man, I got my thoughts on this. So, but I will let you uh, kind of share your perspective on this first, man. I don't know, man. I, I, I'm going to let you go first on this one because I kind of have a, I don't have a, a, an idea of where you're going with it, but I kind of have my own opinion and I want to form it based off of yours because to me you're saying it's about dollars i think it's about competitiveness to be honest with you i mean let's be honest the sec is the premier conference in college football Mm -hmm. there hasn't been a champion outside of the sec except for the acc and Mm -hmm. to even to even get a chance to i mean look at how often the sec championship game has basically been the national champion Mm -hmm. (laughs) like I feel like if you're going to be in a conference where you can take one, possibly two losses and still be in the conversation for the playoff picture, it's the SEC. Mm -hmm. If we're talking about having the strength of schedule respected, we're talking about the SEC. If we're talking about recruits getting five-star athletes out of high school that want to put film up against the best players in the draft, we're talking about the SEC. To me, it's almost become like the SEC is the NFL and or like the SEC is the premier league and everything else is like the G League. Mm-hmm. Everything else is like a farm system. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I, I have no problem with this. I don't think I think you made reference earlier when we were discussing it about, you know, it felt a little Kevin Durant like, but it's kind of the opposite. It's kind of like, yo, I'm going to go and play against the best teams all the time. I think that's commendable. I mean, it's easier to hide in the ACC and just try to beat Clemson and make it to the to one of those top four seeds. I think that's an easier route than being like, oh, I'm going to play Georgia, Florida, Alabama. That's a gauntlet right there. There's no way you win all three of those games. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here's why I hate the move. Here's why I hate the idea of this move. For one, I'm a I'm sort of a college football traditionalist. I kind of like the regional aspect of college football, where it's like you got the Texas and Oklahoma, Midwest, you know, Midwest Southern schools in the Big Twelve. You got your California, Oregon, you know, Washington teams out in Pac twelve. Pac twelve. Yeah, Pac twelve. And you got your teams in the SEC, you know, Deep South. You got the ACC, which runs along, you know, the Atlantic Ocean and all that stuff. That's one thing, okay? Second thing is, if you're Oklahoma and Texas, you're already big-name schools. You already got all the money, bro. Tech, Remember this. I don't know if you know this, but Texas has their own ESPN network. They have what's called the Longhorn Network, which where they literally show Texas sports all day. Like, they already got the bread, bro. They don't need no more money. They, they can make more money, but they don't need more money. And money is the only reason for them, the primary reason for them to make this move to the SEC. Because from a competitive standpoint, they're at a disadvantage. The biggest thing in college football right now, the most important thing to having a good college football team is recruiting, right? 
Mm-hmm. You ain't winning without players. No matter what school, no matter what your the name of your school is, you ain't winning without players. Oklahoma and Texas, they run their states, bro. They, Texas, Oklahoma, that whole region, like that's their stronghold. Any any top player in those those regions, they're automatically going to be considered for Oklahoma or Texas. You join the SEC, now you trying to recruit again. Now you're going to try to come down to Florida and try to get players from Florida. Now you're going to try to come into Georgia and get players from there, and that's going to put you at a disadvantage, for one, because you're farther away, for two, because these kids don't grow up knowing who you are in Texas and Oklahoma versus going to the traditional Alabama and Georgia. And I'll give you an example of how this worked um, but didn't work out. The perfect example is Miami. When my back, this was almost, well, over 15 years ago when Miami joined the ACC, right? They were coming from the Big East where they were beating up on Rutgers and Syracuse and Temple and Virginia Tech and all those Rudy Pool schools, right? <laughs> they joined the ACC. Oh, man, it's going to be competitive. They're playing uh, Florida State. They're playing Clemson. You know, they're playing, they playing in a much more competitive conference. They get more money. And look how that's worked out for Miami. They get more bread, but Miami ain't been relevant since they joined the ACC. They got no ACC championships. Literally nothing good to show for. They even they don't even wear Nike jerseys anymore. The boys got so sorry they had to leave Nike and switch to Adidas. <laughs> like, think about it. Nike ain't even want the boys no more. They got so so mediocre. So let that I hope that serves as a cautionary tale for Texas and Oklahoma, even though I was sort of joking with the Nike thing. That don't always go chasing a dollar, man. When you already got something sweet set up, you you literally run the conference you're in. It's you and this other team. They already have basically an easy path to the playoff. They literally have to beat. All they have to do, they can those two teams. They can afford to lose one game and still make the playoff. If Texas goes eleven and one, they're almost a lock to make the playoff. If Oklahoma goes eleven and one. They're right there in the discussion to make the playoff, which is what it's all about. Because what that gives you access to the extra bowl game money. Doing this just puts them it just it just makes them another dude. Like like I use the example of Kevin Durant joining Golden State. He joined them and he won, but he w- he was just another dude. Like he didn't that didn't help him like increase his prestige or increase his status among like the league. Like you were still a, just another great player. Whereas look at how we look at Giannis. Stayed where he was and worked on it and dominated. And now we look at Giannis in a whole different light and with much more respect than we do a Kevin Durant who ended up winning two years in a row with Golden State and was the finals MVP and all that. But because you did it in essentially a super team on a super team, whereas Oklahoma and Texas are going to be in a super conference, it does not look that in the same way. So that's my take on it, man. Well, my take is if you're the big dog, you can run any yard. That that's true, but if you if you if you the pit bull in one yard and then you go to a yard with four or five pit bulls, like this ain't gonna work out how you think it's gonna work out, bro. You think you I, not you're I, not just gonna walk in the SEC and just go twelve and zero or twelve and one and run, and run the table, not against no Alabama, not against these teams that that take football just as serious or even more serious than you do. Maybe it's a chance for them to step up to the light could be that they could be taking their program even more seriously because for me i look at it like this the knock what was the knock on braun braun forever oh of course you're the beast of the east but look at how much talent there is out in the west that boy switched sides switched conferences and everybody fleed the scene 
There's nobody left out West now. Mm-hmm. And, and he already got a championship out there. So to me, it's like, if you the big dog, you the big dog, man. Like, like you said, Texas got their own network. Oklahoma has not had, Oklahoma's probably had the best quarterback farm out of any other school that I could think of in recent mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they want to play with the big boys. Maybe they can recruit. Maybe they can make it work. They see benefit to it. God bless them. Suppose, honestly, it's time for somebody to step up and knock off Alabama because it's just getting sad at this point now. Like, it's not even competitive. Like, you're talking about competitiveness. There is none in the SEC. Like, that Auburn miracle felt like so long ago. Yeah, and that's the thing. And that's another thing I want to talk about. Low-key, the SEC is overrated. You can low-key, bro, low-key. Who in the SEC is overrated? Say names. The bottom half of the conference. Literally, there's only uh, there's 14 teams in the conference, right? There's maybe, in a year, there's maybe three that are legit, like, dogs and true national title contenders. It's, it's going to be Alabama and two other teams. When those two other teams right now are what, Georgia and I don't even know who else. but LSU, what? LSU was trash last year. They lost half their oh team. Oh, my gosh. That. That's why. They lost half their team, but they just won the championship two, three years ago. But that's what I'm saying. It's only out of a 14-team conference, you got three teams that are legit. And the thing about Georgia is they're going to lose one or two games that they're not supposed to lose. Alabama's the only team. Alabama's literally been carrying the conference for the past 12 years or so. Bro, so in the In the last decade... And maybe it's maybe it's not, maybe it's more than a decade because now I'm I'm old. But I feel like in the last decade, and it may be on the outskirts for Florida. I feel like Florida has won a national championship. Auburn has won a national. Nope. Okay, well Auburn has won a national championship. I'm trying to think about how long it's been since Tebow and Cam played. That was 08. For and, Cam, who? and Cam was 2010. Okay, still. Uh, so it's really only been Alabama. You got thank Auburn and LSU, and Georgia just finds ways to, ways to lose. So the I, only teams from I, the SEC that have been winning have been Alabama, and you got LSU once, and then I think you got Auburn from several years back. Okay, but who's who who wins out of the other conferences? Remember well, when Oregon? Had, remember when Oregon was a powerhouse? Yeah. Yeah. What what and happened to them? There's there's nobody in any of the other conferences that you could say are legit contenders except for Clemson. So to say the SEC is well, Oklahoma because they're going to lose games. Yeah, they're going to lose games against each other. But here's the thing. Like I said, if it's about the money, you can stay in your conference and be the top dog and continue to make money. You're the star, you're the star attraction. Just like Miami was in the Big East, and I think Miami should have stayed in the Big East because they were the star of the show, and you had a path to the to winning a national te- a championship, which is what it's really all about when you're these bigger teams. You look at Ohio State, you look at uh, Clemson, the, the teams that have won national championships outside of being in the SEC, where where we say, oh man, the SEC this, SEC that. But you look at what those teams did built true contenders outside of being an SEC. Oklahoma and Texas can do the same thing, but going to that conference is not going to make you stronger. Case in point, the teams that joined the conference several years back, look at um, Texas A&M, a former Big 12 team that joined the SEC. They ain't done nothing since they've been there. The best thing they had was Johnny Manziel and Mike Evans all those years back. 
Same thing, Missouri, even though they're not a football powerhouse, they're known for basketball. They ain't done nothing in basketball either. They just become another team in the conference. So that's that's my reason for saying, like, if you're Oklahoma and Texas, yeah, I hear, I, I hear those dollars calling you, but just stay where you at, dog. You got something good. Don't don't go chasing the money because it's not always green on the what other do side. They, what do they have good? Texas does not run anything. Exactly. And, and that's, from, that's my point. If you ain't running nothing now, hold on, hold on. If you're not running nothing now in the Big 12 Conference, where is no competition? To lose. You what ain't you, got to win a championship anyway. To me, yeah, I feel you like, do. Because now you're going, if you go, if you're going eight and four, nine and three in the Big 12, you are, you five and seven, six and six in the SEC. Yeah, but my thing is the championship runs through Alabama. And you're going to get whooped by Alabama. <laughs> so if, you gonna, if you're going to get whooped by Alabama, you might as well get paid for it. Like, that's what I don't understand. Like, I don't they, I don't get what they have to lose if they're already losers. No offense. I do still want a press pass when I go watch these games. I, don't, I ain't trying to, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I ain't trying to ruin my ability to be on the field. But I'm saying, if you've been Rudy Poo in your own conference, then you might as well get paid. You might as well go chase those dollars because you ain't chasing chips at this point. You're not. Maybe, maybe, maybe you have a Texas A&M day where you recruit a Johnny Manziel, you knock off Alabama, and you slide to the SEC championship. And then at that point, it's a it's a one game, anything can happen type of situation. But let's be honest, Texas has not been competitive. We got excited when Texas was like a little bit good a year or two ago, and they immediately let that go. Mm hmm. Yeah, true story. And like I said, it's not it's definitely not gonna happen in SEC for them boys because like you said, man, they don't But it's already not, not happening, is what I'm saying. It's already so, not happening. Might so as well should, go get that paper. So they should stay where they at and build it up. Get it back right. We saw what happens when Texas is good. When they they, they, had, they had one dude, bro, they had Vince Young. They got one quarterback in and took off with it. So you telling me you can't recruit enough in your own state? And do right and, and do right in your own state before you, you, trying to go to the SEC. You're always going to be able to recruit in your state. You're not moving the team, so recording recruiting in your state is the exact same thing. Now you get to pitch, yo, we're in the SEC, more televised games, better facilities. Nah, and nah, that, that for Texas, that's not a thing because they already had Texas spends as much money as Alabama does on football. They just don't have the results. That's the thing about it. Texas, they got just as much. They're the, to give you the what type of money, to give you an idea of what type of money Texas makes, they're one of the only teams that can afford to give Nick Saban a raise from what he's making to Alabama. They're probably, in fact, they're the only team that can probably give him a raise from what he's making to Alabama. They got that type of money. I understand. And that's all well and good. But I still don't see any drawbacks if they're already losing. You're just able to recruit better now. I think the best athletes want to play in the SEC. Like, let's let's think about it. That's why Alabama is always stacked with receivers, stacked with linemen, stacked with running backs to the point they don't even care about producing a quarterback at that point. They'll mm-hmm. take any Rudy Pooh. Yeah, I think to my in my opinion, I except think that's for Tua, you know, we love you, Tua. <laughs> Miami Dolphins, uh, Miami go. Dolphins. Where's that mute button at? Miami anyway, Dolphins number one. But anyway, them dudes, them dudes that from South Florida went up to Alabama, they didn't go there because of the SEC. They went there because Nick Saban was gonna get them right to go to the league and get them paid. Nick Saban recruiting pitch was, all right, you're gonna come here, you're gonna win a national championship, and we're gonna get you to the league in three years. I don't think no boys care if they was playing doggone 
uh, LSU or freaking Florida Memorial. Like, as long as they, you know what I'm saying? As long as they had a chance to be on a good team and make it to the league, that's really the selling point for them. I don't, I don't agree with that. You're trying to make it seem like the SEC doesn't have cachet when it clearly does. I'm looking at it right here. So the last college football champions have been Alabama SEC, LSU SEC, then Clemson, mm-hmm. then, then Alabama SEC, then Clemson, then Alabama SEC, then Ohio State, shout mm-hmm. out to them boys, then Florida State, mm-hmm. <laughs> then Alabama SEC, Alabama SEC, Auburn SEC, Alabama SEC, Florida SEC, LSU SEC, Florida sec and then texas and that's what i'm saying that's 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 more of more telling about alabama than it is about the actual sec you see what i'm saying that's no, all alabama because there was bro. a lot of other sec teams in there like lsu and florida that's two teams bro and 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 um oh no, and auburn and auburn that's like i said it's a it's a one and a half team conference. You get one Alabama, and then you may have one or two teams that may emerge every other year. So I think that the SEC narrative is a bit overrated. But you don't you don't think there's something to be said about that second team being championship caliber? Like you don't think that that's impressive? That no, when Alabama does get knocked off in its own conference, that literally means that team is going to go ahead and win. Because all these other championships that were won by other teams were won against an SEC team. So mm-hmm. an SEC team is always a ticket to play in the game. Yeah, and I think that, like I said, I think it goes back to narrative. Because you have Alabama there, it's like if you beat them, it's like, oh, okay, you legit, you legit, right? I think uh, there's cushion in there. Yeah, you have cushion to lose one or two games and still be in the conversation of, damn, should we be in that fourth spot? And if but they then again, ever go- open it up to six, it's going to be four SEC teams. But then again, that goes – that goes back to my point that it's about really about Alabama, not the SEC as a whole. You ain't going to the SEC to play Tennessee. You ain't going there to play Kentucky. You ain't going there to play uh, Arkansas. Like, you wow, know, see no, what I'm saying? No respect for the Gamecocks. That's crazy. And that's what I'm saying. South Carolina, Gamecocks. You ain't going there to play South Carolina. You, you know what I'm saying? It's all about Alabama at the end of the day. Nobody's going there to play them other schools. Ole Miss, none of them, dude. So I can't do that? I can't name a bunch of garbage teams in the Big 12, Big 10, Pac-12, ACC. Every conference has Rudy Poo teams. I don't understand. Most conferences have more Rudy Poo teams than the SEC. And you are absolutely right. So if you have the ability to beat garbage teams and still have the cachet of, oh, look, I only had two losses in the SEC, why would you not take that? Because... You have you already have something good in your own conference, but they if don't. You, they do. They, because, they ain't winning shit. But the thing is, this they're not winning because they ain't good enough. It, you ain't gonna get better being an SEC playing against the other teams. The thing is, if these teams can be good in their own conference and still make the playoff, when Oklahoma is good, they they've made the playoff several years in a row now. They haven't won it, but go look at the the college football playoff the last few years. Oklahoma's been in it at least two, three times, bro. They, like you said, you talked about their quarterback lineage. They had what the last two, two of the last what five Heisman Trophy winners and Jalen Hurts there balled out. Like, and, it's, and it's been all for naught. Well, it's not. If you make the playoff, you got a chance to do what you do. That's that's not a failure if you're making the playoff. You just don't win at all. 
Texas has just been trash. Or they out there losing to Baylor and TCU. When Oklahoma, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You losing to these Rudy Poo uh, Texas teams. Whoa, Baylor and TCU are Rudy Poos. That's yes. crazy. Baylor ain't been good since RG3 and TCU ain't been good since I don't know what else. Purple LT? grass. Yeah, <laughs> since Ladanian Tomlinson, man. Like so <laughs> that's what that's all I'm saying, man. The grass ain't always greener, man. Even though that, that money's gonna come calling and it's gonna look so sweet, and that's what they really in it for. But I think if you those two teams, man, you already big dog. Just keep just get better at what you're doing on your end and it'll pay off for you. Don't go chasing what somebody else got because it looked nice. So with that in mind, thank you all for tuning in to the Jump the Gate podcast. Once again, I am your host, Michael Allen, and I'm here with my brothers, all Finley, and we are out of here. Holla.